A band of blind Mustang mares relies on a stallion for guidance and protection. When circumstances threaten to split up the herd, a difficult decision has to be made. Find out their fate in this episode of Barn Stories. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. In most of our true tales, people help horses or horses help people. But the story we've chosen to feature in this episode is a wonderful example of horses helping horses. It's a reminder that horses have rich relationships and experiences entirely outside of their interactions with us. This story is particularly poignant for me. Many years ago, I owned a blind mare who had a self-appointed helper horse. If she got separated from the herd, she would call for him and he'd lead her back to the group. It was a very practical but very touching partnership they developed all on their own. We don't often talk about the friendships that horses have with each other, but watching them develop is heartwarming and sometimes entertaining. So I'm glad we're able to share this story again. Let's listen to The Seeing Eye Horse, written by Courtney Ferguson and read by Taylor Autumn. When you first see him, nothing about Casper stands out. He is a pale, gray gelding, average in height, conformation, and maybe even in personality. But once you get to know him, you realize he's anything but ordinary. Casper is a Mustang, born in southern Utah. Along with his mother and three other mares, he came to us after a government roundup. We could offer them refuge on 25 safe, flat acres in the Sacramento Valley. Watching the five after their arrival, it soon became obvious that Casper's status in the group was unique. He could see. The others were blind, their dormant eyes dull and waxy, and they relied on Casper to be their guide. The mares had learned to conform to his movements. When he shied and ran, they stayed right with him. It was a sad yet strangely inspirational sight. I developed an unusual rapport with Casper. At feeding times, morning and night, I would walk into the herd's field, talking, humming, or singing, and place horse treats where Casper could see them. At first, he kept a huge distance of maybe a hundred feet. If I turned to look at him, he would stop dead in his tracks, the others doing the same behind him. But as time went by, he grew more confident. The 100-foot leeway narrowed to 75 feet, then 50, until it gradually diminished to maybe 15 feet. Then came the day we had to scale down our homestead, and swap the 25 acres for five. After much research, we found an excellent horse sanctuary in Texas with facilities to safeguard our blind horses for the rest of their lives. It was the ideal situation and a humane next step in their lives. Slowly and carefully, 
we move the small herd from their pasture into the round pen, ready for collection the next morning. Their confinement gave me the unusual chance to observe them up close. And as I watched Casper, I noticed he was also watching me, not with his usual air of tentative suspicion, but in a relaxed and curious way. Their pasture looked vast and empty behind the horses now, and I was aware suddenly of how much I would miss them. I stayed and watched them eat until they were silhouettes against the coral sunset, chewing and bobbing their heads, as usual. The next morning, I fed them extra early, and I couldn't help but notice Casper's overt stare. The 60-foot round pen did not offer any scope to play our usual game of hide-and-seek, so I decided to simply hold out my hand and offer him his favorite treats. He looked, snorted softly, bobbed his head, and slowly, very slowly, came over to me. Tentatively, he took them one by one. Compared to our riding horses, Casper was scruffy and uneducated. Yet, I couldn't help but wonder what his life might have been like. Watching him care for his little band had given me a special insight into his character. He was kind, always. He also took his responsibility very seriously, knowing full well how the others relied on his vision and judgment. At feeding times, he assumed referee duties as well, making sure everyone got their fair share. His willingness to take treats from my hand also now confirmed what I had suspected for some time. Under other circumstances, Casper would have been a great family-type horse, sensible, agreeable, and consistent. It was as if he were telling me, sure, it was a game, I knew that all along. Suddenly, I was faced with a last-minute choice. Should I keep Casper and train him? After all, he had many good years ahead. He would probably revel in the attention. But was that the right thing to do? A few minutes later, the answer arrived with a large transport trailer. The shaking and rattling sounds sent the mares into a panic, and they instantly closed in around Casper. He was their sentry, their eyes, their decision-maker, and my choice was for him to continue protecting his charges. With sadness, I watched as the horses were loaded and started their journey. Upon their arrival, we were phoned and assured that they had coped well with their trip and would soon be introduced to their new home on a thousand acres of safe and grassy land. Apparently, Casper had already made an impression on the Wranglers there, too. That one gelding sure is a good guide horse, the manager told me. I knew I'd made the right choice for Casper and his little blind herd. But that doesn't stop me from missing him, or smiling when I recall the plain gray gelding with the great big heart. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.